What's up guys, Mike Crazy Oster here, and uh, today we're bringing you guys the introductory episode of the Sick, or Stony Sloth Podcast, I'm sorry, it's the Sick Gaming, Sick Esports, whatever you want to call it, it's our clan podcast, we're gonna, the topic of this podcast is all over the place, mostly it's gonna be how video games impact our lives and so, mo- so on and so forth, and just talking about different games that are out, but today's episode is gonna be a little bit different, we're gonna be talking about ourselves a lot. We're going to be introducing ourselves because a lot of you guys might know some of this stuff about me, but you don't know it about Mark, Sick Rasta. So we're going to be, we have a list of 36 questions. It's from Psychology Today. It's an article that was posted in 2013, and it's 36 questions to bring you closer together. It's mostly a couple's thing, but I was listening to Other People's Lives Ooh. podcast, and uh, they did this on there, and it, made, it gave me a good idea as to what uh, what we should do. So anyway, I'm going to let Mark introduce himself. What a do, baby. This is Mark, a.k.a. Sick Rasta, a.k.a. Mark the Rhino. He's got a lot of names. Uh, yeah, a lot of names. I'm excited to get this podcast going, and uh, got some pretty interesting questions lined up today, so... Should be, it should be a pretty interesting episode. So, real quick, a disclaimer. I have never... I don't. I haven't looked through the whole list of 38, 39 questions. There's three bonus questions at the end. I haven't looked through the whole list. So, I don't know how much of this I know about Mark. We haven't rehearsed this at all. This is all on the spot, on a whim. And I think Mark will tell you the same thing. It definitely is. Um, and I literally texted Mark about doing this podcast like two hours ago. and was like, hey, you want to do this? And he's like, yeah, sure. So, And now we have a weekly podcast. So that was how it started. So we're going to take turns asking each other questions. We're going to answer the questions as honest and open as we want to be. Uh, I'm going to be pretty open. I don't really hide shit. Mark, you can do however you want. Oh, you know I'm as open as a book, baby. I don't, I, I don't hide no truths. Yeah, so I got a candle lit. It's about to get a little funky in here. But anyway, let's get into it. Turn out the lights. (laughs) So question number one. Given the choice of anyone in the world, who would you want as a dinner guest and why? This is easy for me. This is right off the top of my head. It's Kirk Cobain. Not who Um, I thought you were going to say. Who do you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to say Joe Rogan. No, I'm, I'm not the biggest Joe Rogan fan. He's, I feel like he has a lot of fake energy. But getting back to Kurt Cobain, obviously Nirvana is like at the top of my list all time. Uh, a lot of people are iffy on their music, but I just I just feel something from it. It's, it's hard to explain. I feel the energy. Um, I got into Nirvana's music from my dad. My dad was uh, he was a, a, a teenager in, in his twenties in the nineties. And he, he grew up with all the grunge and the, and the post-grunge, and, uh, and he, he loved it. He loved Nirvana. And I remember being in the car one day, and he was listening. He was, we were driving, and he, I forget what song it was by Nirvana, but Kurt was screaming in that song. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And I hated it at first. And then, like, you know, next day I started listening to it more and more. And then it grew on me, and then I eventually became obsessed with Kurt Cobain and fucking started doing research and all, on him on his life. And I, I found out like he was like a, this really cool dude. He was he was so cool, 
so so many interesting things about him. He was troubled from the time he was young. Like he has like his upbringing was so like fucked up and like the way he was raised and the is like he he went through so much shit and it started. I was like really sad to see like a beautiful soul ruined by drugs and the way he was brought up and what he had to go through. So I think he would have a lot of great things to talk about over dinner. I, I think that's a that's a good answer. I, I like I said that your answer kind of surprised me, but I definitely see why you would want to do uh, have dinner with with I almost said Joe Rogan with Kurt Cobain. Um, yeah, I definitely think that that's a very good answer, and it made me think a little bit, and actually kind of changed my answer. Originally, I was just going to be like the shallow surface level answer and be like, "Oh, Jim Tomey, <laughs> he's my baseball idol. He's my, the inspiration. He was the reason I played baseball for so long." But now, come to think of it, I think my true answer would be either Miles Kennedy or Mark Tremonti. So a lot of people won't won't know who that is. Really? Okay. But Miles Kennedy is the lead singer of Alter Bridge. And he also has a solo project, and he does a lot of music with Slash and featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. Um, and then Mark Tremonti is the lead guitarist and backing vocalist of Alter Bridge and the lead singer and lead guitarist of Tremonti, his solo project. Well, his side project. It's not really a solo project. So, And the reason I say this is they both write a lot. They write all their own songs, and as Kurt Cobain did. And they both have very music that resonates very strongly with me um they they write lyrics that i can relate to and they write things that i just don't think if i would have written it that way i don't think i could have written it the way that they write things and i'm very big on analyzing yeah, I, I definitely feel that yeah like and i'm definitely really big on analyzing music <laughs> i look at lyrics all the time and you know it's just it it they their music really resonates with me and like you said I think he would have a lot to say over both either of them would have a lot to say over dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's kind of how like like Kurt, Kurt Cobain and Nirvana that like that's what really got me into music. Like you know how I'm like a huge like Twenty Seven Club fan, Jim, Jimmy, Kurt, J- Janis Joplin. Like Kurt was my introduction to all of that. Kurt was the reason why I started like looking into lyrics, and I guess it's kind of like why I want to be a writer today, because like I saw how much emotion he put into his shit, how how like real and deep, and like there's more there's more than meets the eye in every one of his songs, and like I just it was just something special to me, you know. Yeah, and I think you can take a lot of inspiration from from any music any musician that you reson- that resonates oh, yeah, with definitely. you, and that's not just like me saying that like from my perspective that's anybody i think yeah i i, I definitely agree so uh i'm i'm done on oh, that yeah. topic you can, you can go ahead yeah and ask uh, question me. two uh would you like to be famous and if so in what way well i think you'd be lying anybody would be lying if you said that you wouldn't want to be famous because fame comes with a lot of money and notoriety but i think my fame, I would want to be famous for, um, I would want to be famous for, for something meaningful. I wouldn't want to be like a famous athlete or anything. Like if I was a famous musician, I'd want it to be like how Mark and I said, because, because our lyrics resonate with somebody. Um, but I think ultimately I would like to be famous, but it would be in a way that it would resonate with somebody and it would, 
I would have an impact on someone's life. So whether that be through writing, through music, through videos, through anything, um, I'd like to be famous in that way, not famous because of the money aspect of it. Yeah, I, I definitely I, I agree with that, and I, like I, I guess it's a little deeper for me. Like, uh, I, I guess I, I would like to be famous, but I would also like not not want to deal with like all the negative aspects that come with it. Like, ev like everybody famous has like just as many haters as they do people who love. Them. And I don't think I would handle the haters as as well as 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 uh, a lot of people do. Like I just feel like that would get to me. And uh, yeah, I yeah, feel like and, you would tell all the haters to me, like if you were like a stand-up yeah, comedian like, you or something, you'd be like, fucking, you'd be like, come news, see me, like, throwing paparazzi cameras and shit, and <laughs> and like getting into Twitter beats with like random sixth graders on Twitter. It's like so in that aspect, I, I feel like I, it, it would be a love-hate relationship with being famous. But I also like not having people in my business all the fucking time. Right. So, uh, like, if I want, I want to do what I want to do and not, like, have to worry about what some lady in fucking Australia is going to think about it. All right. I, I get that. Uh, so, question three. Before making a phone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say and why? I, I honestly, I don't think so. I do. No. Like, I, about myself, I, I do. I pretty much just, like, uh, go with the flow. And that's, that's like, how I am with everything, though. Like, I, I don't really, like, even, like, something like uh, going to school and taking classes and taking tests. Like, I never, like, fucking rehearse anything. Like, and I, and I never had, like, horrible grades either. So I would have, like, I, I guess I had, like, a B average in, in high school. And, like, I would just, like, go to class go home, do homework, come, come to class the next day, take the test. Like, I never really studied hard for anything. And, I, and, and it's just my personality. I just could never do it. And I could never, I never found myself ever rehearsing what I was going to say to an extent. I mean, I guess it's like, it depends on what, like, if you're, if you're, if you're calling about a job or something, I, I would say I do. But like, if it's just like, if I'm talking to people I care about and love, like my shit just like flows naturally. And that's, that's how I am with, like so much shit in life especially writing but even on a superficial level like do you rehearse before you order a pizza not really no what the fuck <laughs> to be honest no so i mean obviously you think about what you want to order right but, but like, like you don't you don't, don't rehearse like, it no see i am completely different the only time i don't rehearse what i'm gonna say is like say i'm calling michaela for those of you guys who don't know that's my girlfriend um or, like, my friends, I won't rehearse. Unless I'm, like, talking. If I'm going to have a meaningful, deep conversation, I might rehearse how... Especially if it's something that might hurt the other person, I might rehearse how I'm going to say that. So, like, if I'm about to have a conversation, like... Like, say I'm calling Michaela and I'm like, this is a problem and we need to talk about it. And, I mean, I would only call her about that if, if there was no way I could see her. But, like, I would be like, alright, I need to figure out how to address this in a way that... I'm not, it's not me versus her, it's going to be us versus the problem. And, like, I, I rehearse, like, a lot, anything meaningful or, like, stupid shit. Like, I'm going to order a pizza, but I want to make sure I don't forget anything. So I'm going to make, I'm going to recite the order to everybody in the room. And if no one says anything, if I don't, no one says, speaks up and it's like, oh, you forgot this. 
and then I forget to order that, well, then that's on everybody else. That's not on me. So it's kind of like a liability <laughs> thing. Like, like I'll, I'll release myself of the liability when I'm or- making an order or something. But like you said, like job interviews and important stuff, I will. And like anything beyond the surface level, beyond the having a typical conversation, I'll rehearse. <laughs> it's funny because when you were thinking of uh, when you're talking about ordering food, I was thinking of like how I just like think about what I want and just tell them. And then I was thinking of in Grand Theft Auto, uh, San Andreas, when he pulls up to the drive-thru, he's like, uh, let me get a number nine, two number nines, a number nine large. And he goes off and like lists like 30 things that he wants. <laughs> I didn't play San Andreas, so I, I... You never... Oh, my God. That part is fucking hilarious. <laughs> All right, so... Moving on to the next question. What would you constitute a perfect day for you? What uh, what would constitute a perfect day for you? Um, so I think the perfect day, uh, you know, there's no way to answer this question without being cliche. Um, I think the perfect day would be like, you know, spending, honestly, my perfect day does include work because I do love my job. Um, you know, my job comes with a lot of frustration, but at the wow. end of the day, I love my job. So I think the perfect day for me would be a great shift at work first, which includes like, you know, I'm an EMT for those of you guys who don't know. So I like to help people. And like, so, so maybe not a day at work, but maybe like a couple hours where I got to help somebody and make a difference in someone's life. And then I would go home and get to spend time with my loved ones, which means my friends, my family, and you know, like, there's this restaurant I really like near me called Pika's Pizza, and it's just amazing upside-down pizza, and it's my buddy Christian, Mark knows Christian, but my buddy Christian's stepdad owns it, so, you know, like, I didn't know that before I started liking it, I didn't even know Christian, we've been going there since I was, like, two or three, um, and I've always loved it, and I didn't meet Christian until I was in high school, um, and I didn't become Christian, friends with Christian until senior year of high school, and so... Anyway, um, so like maybe just spending that day with my family at that restaurant or, or bringing it home and just spending a day with them. And then probably, this isn't going to surprise Mark because this is all I did on vacation, but probably going for a hike <laughs> with a scenic view. Um, oh, that's not what I thought you were going to say. Oh, what did you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to say and capping the night with a nice stogie and a glass of bourbon. I mean... Capping the night with a nice stogie and a glass of bourbon, actually. I didn't even think to, con- to include that, but yeah, that's how I would cap the night. Well, for me, I mean, I'm pretty simple. Um, my, my perfect day does not include work, because fuck that shit. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, like, as long as it's, like, like, chill. Like, I don't have, like, an ideal perfect day, but as long as the day's fucking chill... And you, you know, like, obviously my name is Sick Rasta, so that has, <laughs> has fucking connotations of its own. So you could guess what I would like to do on my perfect day. <laughs> but, yeah, just, just chill. I mean, like, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't know, just chill and do whatever the fuck you feel like doing. Whatever that may be. Like, oh, I guess, it's, I, lo- I mean, I love football. Football is like my, my number one, my number one sport, number one 
favorite thing to talk about. Me and Mike are in a dynasty league, so I guess like I guess I guess my perfect day would be a Sunday in October. You know, when it's chilly, you got your, your Eagles jersey on, you got your hoodie on, you're watching the game, having a good time, sharing some laughs, and then like that's probably my perfect day. So to follow that up, why specifically October? Because that's 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 football. October is football. Football and October go hand in hand. What about like, baseball? Well, see, all right, football, football, and our uh, baseball in October go hand in hand as well. But for me, growing up, like in a in like a household where football was the number one sport, and like I played football in high school, and like there was just something different about playing football in like those chilly October, rainy, wet, muddy days. It was so much fucking fun. Like that was like a lot of people say like a, like a sixty a clear sixty degree sixty sixty degree day sunny no clouds in the sky like that's perfect football no it's not it's not football is best when played like in like cloudy dreary rainy wet muddy conditions and like just two two teams beating the fucking shit out of each other and having fun while they're doing it and that's that was so, that's what i that's like made me love football so much especially in high school because like i remember like I, we had this game and it was definitely in october and it was pouring so bad and like the whole team was was like the, our our colors were green and white. Our by the end of the game, our jerseys were every both teams' jerseys were brown, and it, we just had so much fun. I remember like, I remember being because I I played defensive line, so I remember firing off the line like fucking like just automatically falling flat on my fucking face like a few <laughs> times, and it was just fucking and it was it was awesome. And then like uh, you know getting into arguments like after plays were over. With with the other team and then like gripping them up and then like you both fall in fucking puddles. It was it was just awesome, and like I have this love affair of football. I'm sorry, I'm going on and on about it. I miss I miss playing so much, but it, but yes, football in October go hand in hand. All right. Okay, so going on to the next question. Oh no 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 this is you this is no this oh yeah it was me. Um... So when did you last sing to yourself, and when did you last sing to someone else? When I last sung to myself. Oh, it was like thirty minutes ago, like when I first started. When uh, I, me and Mike first got in a call, we were talking about something that I, I don't think you guys want to hear about. But uh, anyway, I started <laughs> singing the part of uh, "Smells Like Teen Spirit" where Kurt goes, "My libido." And, uh, well, now you just yeah. kind of gave away what you were talking about, your libido. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, to someone else, I, I don't know, I don't really sing to other people. I guess if you count that, though, that would be, I guess, sing to both of us. Uh, yeah, I don't really sing to other people, though. What about you? All you motherfuckers are going to judge me. My last time <laughs> singing to myself was definitely in the shower. I do fucking full-on concert performances in my shower. Like, I'll sing, I'll dance. I'll fucking use the shower curtain or the shower head as a microphone. Like I'm all, Jesus. I'm all like all <laughs> over the the shower is my stage and like I'm all over that shit. But like yeah, that was the last time I was sung because normally it's either the shower or the car is when I sing the most or when I'm playing video games. You guys who watch my streams all know. Um, Mark definitely knows. <laughs> but or sing gutturals in my ears. <laughs> I haven't done that in a while. <laughs> but um. Yeah, so, but I've been listening, I've been on this, like, podcast 
kick recently listening to their basement yard and other people's lives and shit. So definitely the shower was the last time I sung to myself. Uh, someone else, I mean, not in a romantic sense. I never, I can't sing for shit, so I don't sing to anybody else. <laughs> if I'm, I, if I don't sing to other people, it's more like I sing to myself in front of other people. So I think, yeah, that's, that's more how I am. Yeah. So I think the last time was probably, oh fuck, what day of the week is it? It's Saturday and, uh. Michaela was over. I, fuck, I have no fucking clue. Thursday night, I don't know. I think Thursday Ooh, night. I see you laying down the R and B for, for Michaela. Fuck no, I was probably singing some metal song. I know you wanna be in my BET, grinding slowly. <laughs> Hang on one second. I'm gonna meet my mic for a second. Sorry, we're good. Okay. I know you heard that whole thing, but the video couldn't. No, I, di I didn't really, couldn't really make it out. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, you're up. Your question. All right. So, if you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you choose? Mind. Without question, mind. Uh, looks are so superficial. Your mind is a powerful place. And, uh, I, I've seen people who are suffering from dementia and Alzheimer's and any form of memory loss. And it's horrible. It's one of the worst experiences you'll ever have watching that. And then going, th going through it would probably be when you know you're going through it, you feel, ho you probably feel horrible. Like, uh, like when you're still at that yeah, stage definitely. where where you can tell that you're forgetting things and you feel horrible, like, nah, fuck that. I I'd rather keep my mind. Looks looks don't give matter to me. Yeah, I I, I feel I kind of feel the exact same way. Uh, I think I can speak for both of us. We both have shit bodies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a beer and belly. <laughs> I don't think I don't think by the time we're thirty in ten years we're gonna have like fucking rock hard ads and shit so uh i don't know yeah let's let's go with the mind uh i i see i like you said i've seen people with dementia and alzheimer's and shit that shit does not look fun it's really fucking sad yeah i don't i don't i would never want to have to go through that so i would definitely want to have a 30 year old mind for the last six years my okay yeah um you know i, I think we both agree because that's just such a horrible thing Um, so, number seven, do you have a secret hutch, hunch about how you'll die? Oh, uh, of course I do. I think everyone And it's does. not, it's not going to be the coronavirus. <laughs> I don't know when we're releasing this first episode, guys, but, uh, we're recording this on March 21st, <laughs> so we're stuck in the middle of the quarantine. Yeah, and we're about to go into shelter in place tomorrow, so. What do these freaking do? But we're both essential workers, so. Yeah. We get some, we get some, some, uh, fresh air some fresh coronavirus there yep uh yeah i have a secret hunch uh i'm gonna be assassinated 
because I'm going to ask too many questions about conspiracy theories on Twitter, and then the CEO of Twitter, whoever that is, is going to come kill me. Jack. Jack is the CEO. <laughs> Jack something is the Who? CEO of Twitter. Yeah, well, Jack's going to come fucking... I don't think Jack's going to come assassinate you. I think some guy named Joe that works for the CIA is going to come assassinate you. Yeah, well, Jack's going to tip Joe off, and Joe's going to come, like, shoot me in the head twice and then tell me I killed myself. Double tap. Oh, wow. Yeah. So what about you? Um, I have, like, kind of two. I think... I wanted. I always wanted. I always said that I want to die quick. Like I would much rather die in a car accident than die of like cancer or some other disease where I end up suffering. So, I think I'm gonna either die from a car accident or something traumatic is gonna happen, and that's how I'll die, or um, some super strange, super rare medical illness that I have to suffer with because that's just my luck. <laughs> that, 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 those supposed to be, the uh, medical illness would be shit. That'd be a shit way to die. Yeah, I would fucking yeah, hate yeah. that. I, I I agree with you on the uh, wanting it to be quick and like bang bang instead of having to die. Yeah. With cancer, although I do sometimes wonder, like, if at the end of your life, if you have cancer, and like, say you have cancer for like the last two years of your life, you know it's terminal, and you don't know how long you have, but you live, but you get a solid two years out of it. I wonder if some people might be grateful for that time for the like, not not saying like grateful that they have cancer, but grateful that they've gotten to see that point of view and like really appreciate life for what it actually is. If that makes any sense, um, I don't know. I feel like if if you had a time limit, if you knew your, I mean, we all have a time, but like if if you knew when your time limit was going to be up, I feel like you'd live life a little bit more according to how you want it. Right, and I think, uh, ooh, excuse me, I think um, given that time, I think if I was given that time and I, I knew that I was dying and I knew that I had only a limited amount of time left, I think I would probably, number one, I would start to make amends. Not, not from a perspective of like, I'm going to die and I want to make amends so that way I go to heaven, like not from a religious perspective, but mm -hmm. just because I would much rather everyone, like, I don't, I try not to hold a grudge and it's, it's hard. It's really hard. And I'm not going to sit here and say, I don't hold grudges because everyone has their grudges, but I would want if, if this is going to sound horrible, but say Mark, Mark, bleh, words, Mark, say you hypothetically were to die tomorrow and we got in a big fight tonight. I would regret that for the rest of my life. And I wouldn't want anybody to sit yeah, here. I get that. Yeah, and I wouldn't want anybody to sit here and struggle with the fact that our last conversation was one where we weren't getting along, where we were arguing about something. So I think that would be the benefit of, suffer, of, of having to suffer like that because it would give me time to make those amends. But I also hope that, any, and I'm saying this on the record, anybody who knows me should know that at the end of the day, I'm all about forgiveness. And if you, if you, if I was mad at you and I died tragically, most likely 99.9% .9 of the bullshit that we dealt with together, I don't give a, I won't give a fuck about it. And I'll be happy to see you at my funeral. Okay. 
And I think that's I ultimately if I were to go if I if something were to happen to me and I were to go suddenly I think the ultimate way to pay respect and to make amends for people for someone and the ultimate way to say, you know what, we our last conversation didn't go how I wanted it to. But you were someone that made an impact on my life. I think the ultimate way to say that to somebody is go out and go to their funeral. Yeah, I, I think so too. I wouldn't want anybody to feel like they can't come to my funeral unless they like killed somebody that I loved. Like, other, it, you have to do something super serious for me to to not like you, and her, like to just have a deep seated hatred for you. Yeah, I guess that. Also, this is kind of off topic, but it's weird that I like don't want to have a funeral when I die. Like, like not in like the, the traditional sense. I like, want an Irish wake. Like I, I don't I don't want people like I definitely don't want to be buried in the fucking church cemetery. I don't want there to be a mass about my a, a mass in my honor. I don't want any of that shit. Like I don't want people being all fucking sad and shit. Like like I don't know, just fucking Yeah. I mean, like, do you know what an Irish if, wake if you're is? You're gonna do anything, just like fucking I don't know, drink, get fucked up and I don't know. Yeah, do you know yourself, why the fuck are you gonna sit there worrying about or being sad? For something that happened is not going to change. Right. Like, do, do you know what an Irish wake is? No. Basically, you all go to the funeral home, and everyone gets drunk. And then you tell stories about the person's life. Well, yeah, I want an Irish wake then. I want a Dago with a Mick with a Mickey. <laughs> I'm a Dago with a Mickey. But I, seriously, I want, I don't want people, I would much rather have my end of life celebration than a funeral. And like I want it, I want it to be a happy thing, you know. Like especially if I die from like yeah. cancer or something, it's like okay, he's not suffering anymore. Like why be sad? In, incoming controversial statement here. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but um, black people have the best funerals, and that let me explain because they always have like, well, not always. Of course, we're not putting everybody into the same bag here, but. Their culture tends to have like a lot more of like a laid back funeral, and like they they seem to like enjoy themselves more more like you said celebrating life, and like I guess Irish people do too. I didn't know that about Irish people. Not but, all, um, but some. But yeah, and of course, and like it's not all black people. And I'm not trying to say that, but having grown up in like the areas that I grew up, and I've I've seen that a lot. I thought that was really cool and different from how. Like me being, even though I grew up in like the same culture, but my family was Catholic, so and it, all the funerals I've been to were like all sad and I hated it. And yeah. Yeah. So moving on to the next question. Wow. Okay. Name three things you and your partner have here to have in common. Oh man. Well, we both we both like to eat. Um. We're both very loyal, I think. I like to think of myself as very loyal. Um, and we're both brutally honest. Like, I, both of us will, like, if, 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 and Michaela loves this about me. Like, if she's like, does this, does this uh, pair of pants make my butt look big? And I'll be like, yep. Without <laughs> skipping a beat. Like, well, I mean, also, I like big butts. So, I mean, <laughs> it's not a bad you, thing. You, if I'm... you, you uh, start making a lot when we post this. What's that? Can you put can you put Sir Mix a lot? I like big butts and I cannot lie. Yeah. I don't know the next words. <laughs> anyway. 
but yeah, I I'm single, and so uh, Gil and I. Uh, I mean, I guess we have the same sex drive. Okay. <laughs> right now, anyway. <laughs> I think I took all the easy ones. I think I make it hard for. I'm making it. No oh God. Bad segue. <laughs> Bad segue. But I'm making it difficult for you because I took all the easy ones. <laughs> well, and Jill is my hand, so. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm saying I took all the easy answers. Oh. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next question. Well, no, 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 you only gave me one. No, no, that's the only thing I can have in common with Jill. With me? With Jill. No, 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 no. It's you, you and I. We're the partners. Oh. Oh, Wait, I thought you were saying I had the same sex drive as you. I was like, what? I was talking about me no. and you there, pal. You, in this situation, oh, anything that says about your partner in this questionnaire is me and you. We're not talking... You definitely just gave, you just definitely just gave your answer talking about Michaela. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. I said loyalty because I think you and I are both loyal people. And then I, I, I used an example including Michaela oh in it. Oh, my God. I thought you were talking about Michaela. No, I mean, those answers apply to her, too, but that's because that's what I look for in people, but... Oh, oh, okay. Oh, so, so, yeah, my answers might be a little bit confusing to the listeners now. But, uh, yeah, I agree totally with what Mike said. We are both really honest, and, uh, yeah, I, I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the big thing. Me and Mike are both really honest, and we both like... Like food. ...to control things, and we both like food, and... <laughs> In the beginning of our friendship, we butted heads a lot. Mm-hmm. But over the last year, we've kind of fucking chilled out. It's pretty cool. Well, we it's tried chilling. to do that that Lone Wolf podcast thing, and you started with your 9-11 conspiracy theories, and I'm very oh, yeah. passionate about 9-11, and so... Hashtag Bush did not... But, like, the more I've looked into it, I've started to believe some of the shit. But, anyway, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> no, let's not. That's exhausting. Uh, for Number nine, for what in your life do you feel most grateful Oh man! See, that's that. I mean, I have a couple things right now I can I can go with for that. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer this a little bit differently, and uh, it's a ooh, it's a trait me. about me that I'm that I'm most grateful for. Okay. Um, I tend to like not care about what what society says. And like I, I, I always try to find like the the, the God's honest truth and everything. And uh, so yeah, like that, that's what I'm most grateful for. And I, I, that's a little conceited to say that you're the thing you're most grateful for is one of your character traits. I'm not a character in a book, but it's one of your personality traits. But um, it's definitely what what it is for me is that like I. Like I, I guess I'm, like we said earlier, we're we're both really honest, and that's what I'm great grateful for is that I'm so honest and so open, and like I feel like when you're honest and you you have you're open and it leads to like really good communication, and when you're very when you're when you're open and honest and you communicate well with each other, the relationships and friendships and everything they just move more smoothly, and uh, and it also made me able to like you know if. 
if I, if something's really bringing me down with a friendship or something, like I'll, I'll just move on from it. From it. Yeah. And it's not like I didn't. It's not like I didn't enjoy that friendship or being friends with that person. But if if changing that is going to make me feel like a better person in the long run, then I'm gonna do it. And it's nothing against anybody or anything. It's just you got to do what's best for you. And I I, I realize that. I think that's that's a good answer, and I don't think that's conceded. Uh, I think I think you definitely. Because I think I, I'm also gonna go. Oh, you made Jesus Christ voice crack. Um, I'm also gonna go with a personality trait. So I don't think it's conceited to say a personality trait. I think it's it's honest. You're being honest, mm-hmm. and that's what the whole purpose of this podcast is: is to be honest. So for me, and this is gonna sound weird. Mark, especially to you, because you know my history of mental illness and everything, but I think my feelings, the, I'm grateful for the fact that I'm very in touch with my feelings. I'm grateful for the fact that okay. I'm able to express how I feel when I feel it, even no matter how difficult it is, because I think that's gotten me to the point where I am today where, yeah, I struggle sometimes. I have PTSD, I have depression, I have anxiety, and I struggle. And Every day is a struggle, but I think that's making me a better person because I'm realizing like treating people with respect and treating people how you want to be treated. And it's, I know that's so kindergarten, but it's the truth, but treating people with respect and treating people just with dignity gets you so far in life. Like, there are so many stories mm-hmm. of people who would say, oh, I was going to commit suicide today, but then that guy smiled at me. Random acts of kindness. Yeah. And I think being able to communicate, like, I'll say it to you sometimes. I'll say it to Michaela. I'll say it to Beardo. I'll say it to anybody. Hey, I'm not feeling myself today. And you guys will do whatever you can to, sometimes you know, like, okay, there's nothing I can do to help him. So I'm just going to give him space and try to be there for him. And I think that's what's great is because then I don't leave my friends in a place where they're like, oh, shit, I don't know how to help him. And I don't know what's wrong with him. And I'm not – and, like, you guys aren't worried to approach me if you think I'm off. And I think that's why I'm so grateful for it because I feel like while it might be stressful trying to help me when I'm I'm not having a good day, Mm -hmm. it might be – it's easier for you guys to approach me and be like – look, I can see that you're not yourself. What's going on? And I would much rather have that. So I, I think being in touch with my feelings is probably the most thing I'm most grateful for. And it's, it's helped me a lot in my relationships. And I, I love her to death, but Michaela is very stoic and she has trouble talking about her feelings, whereas I am very open. And that's something like I'm able to help her with because I'm in touch with my feelings. And it's she has some stuff going on in her life sometimes that, it's not the easiest and she doesn't know how to address it because she's not in touch with her feelings, but being with somebody who is, it might make it easier for her to address it because then she understands like, okay, he might've been through this or something similar and he's able to help. Yeah, I definitely see that. I can definitely see how that would be really good for you guys. So uh, moving on to the next question. If you could wake up tomorrow having gained one quality or ability... You skipped two. Oh, shit. My bad. If you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? Uh... Oh, God. 
That's a really hard question. Um, I think, honestly, I don't think anything with the way I was raised I would change because I, I, I think I turned out pretty all right. And my parents are always there for me, so I have a great support system. Um, I think ultimately the one thing I would change if I had the control was prob- would probably be like I would make it so that my dad isn't sick, wasn't sick. He's not sick anymore, but... Yeah, I get that. I think that I kind of missed out on a lot of things that most childhoods have because of my dad being sick. And that's not any fault of... I'm not blaming my dad for that, and I'm not blaming my parents for that. I'm just saying I had to grow up real quick. And I think, if anything, I would want to go back to being a kid with no care in the world and being able to not... I just... We just talked about this the other day. Yeah, we did. And, like, but, like, I think it would be nice to just go back to that and not have to worry about, I might never, like, going to school and thinking, I might never see my dad again. Because my dad used to be pretty sick, and then he had a heart transplant. Um, So I think that's probably the only thing I would change. Yeah, for uh, for me, um, you know, when I first read the question, I was thinking, like, well, I don't know, I had a rough childhood, but damn, like, I like the person who I am because of it. But then I'm thinking, like, you know, um, Mike's one of, the, one of the first friends that I've told about, like, my rocky relationship with my mother growing up. And I'm not going to get into details here, but, like, it was it was rough. And, uh, I don't know. I, I guess I would change some aspects of that. You know, have, being, having a stronger bond with my mother as a child. Mm-hmm. And, like, and like, both my parents did the best they could, given the situation. We we grew up in rough times and and shit. And and I and I wouldn't have had that any other way. I would not change that at all because I feel like the man I am today is because of that. Like, yeah, I think uh, I think that's kind of the answer that most people will give because I think our childhood and how we grew up is what shapes us. And if we like, if we're mm-hmm. Oh, comfortable with ourselves I think that whatever has shaped us you wouldn't want to change that really no definitely not and like I know in my upbringing coming from where I came from like you know not really having much when when you're when you're poor you like you see shit differently right like you, you, Mark and I both came up super- from being poor in our lives Obviously, you're not su- you're not going to be superficial, but like, there's more. Like uh, I don't, I don't know what it is, and I see it a lot. A lot of rich people they have, they're like they're complete assholes and snobs. I'm not saying every rich person is an asshole. I'm just saying it it happens a lot, especially with rich kids in high and like they have no like they have no thoughts for or they, they they're not thoughtful and they don't think about like how they're how what they say could interact could hurt how what they say could like affect other people and uh, like i and i had i have a friend she li- she lives in uh jersey and she lives in a very rich part of jersey and she was she would tell me about how like all the people there like how they act and how they're so cold and like stuck up and snotty and like and then ask me like how why and the way i am and it's just you know, growing up the way you did, you just realize that nobody's better than anybody. You, you, there's always somebody bigger and better than you. There's always somebody. Uh, there's always somebody to level out the playing field and like 
once you realize that you're him, just treat everybody how you want to be treated and just fucking just live life. Life's too short to be fucking worried about petty bullshit and just just live your life, man. And that's I'm so grateful that I got to grow up and learn that. And uh, before it was too late, before I burned bridges. And stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so next question. We're not going to do this one. Take four minutes and tell your partner your life story in as much detail as possible. Yeah, let's let's not do that. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll <laughs> skip. If you could wake up tomorrow having gained one quality or ability, what would it be? Hmm. What would it be? <laughs> This is going to be so fucking frat boy humorous, but the fucking ability to not have morning wood. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I sleep in my stomach, <laughs> and like, it's just not, it hurts. So man. what's your shit all been? No, it's not permanently, but damn, like, waking up with that shit, like, flipped upwards, it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can I can I segue into a story real quick? Yeah, go ahead. So, at, for those of you guys who don't know, we all go on a vacation every year. Mark, Beardo, Gino, a bunch of us. It's a whole group of us that go. So this year we went to New York. We went to a, a, an old abandoned schoolhouse in Hancock, New York. So, um, oh God, what story are you about to tell? You're scared, aren't you? So this was the first year that Michaela came and, you know, like it was interesting because she had never gone. We'd never gone on vacation together. Well, Mark slept in the room with the pool table and everything. And we walked in there to play pool. We couldn't find Mark. We thought he was just outside or in the one room and we thought he was just sitting there just chilling. (laughs) So here we walk in and he's face down on the bed and... <laughs> Mark's a bigger guy, and like it was hard to see if his chest was moving. And I'm like, oh shit, like he's dead. <laughs> so Michaela and I look at each other, and like we're, we exchange this look, and we're like, oh fuck, like we're about to have to do CPR on him. And, and then out of nowhere, <laughs> you really think that? <laughs> yeah, we really thought you were dead, dude. You weren't. You didn't oh fucking. God. We were playing a whole round of pool before we even noticed that you were there, and you didn't even flinch, like. Dude, you were blending in with the covers. But anyway, so then once uh, just as we were about to go like check on Mark, he makes this noise, and I'm gonna try to do it without laughing, and then rolls over. But he goes, (laughs) and rolls over. What? You made like some fucking weird noise. You're like, (sighs) it was like a really loud snore, or something. And, dude, and you rolled over, and and her and I just took both took a collective sigh of relief. I, that, that full disclosure, I was having a panic attack that day because I smoked too much weed outside the schoolhouse, and I thought my life was fake, so I was having a panic attack. So, my one quality or ability would probably be but to... How did you even get started on that? Because you were talking about how you sleep on your stomach and you wake up with morning Oh, wood. yeah. Um, my one quality or ability would be 
I, I don't know if it would be a quality or an ability, but it would be like eliminating mental illness from not only myself, but everybody. Because mental illness fucking sucks. Yeah. That's a, that's a good quality to choose. <clears throat> Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. So, if, if a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? Hmm. Um, I think I would just want to know, this is about to get deep, but I think I would just want to know the truth as to why kids in grade school and high school decided to, to choose me, to single me out to bully and I would just want to know the truth. Because yeah. at the end of the day, I'm tw almost 21. And I'm over the fact that I was bullied in grade school and high school. Not so much in high school. More so grade school. But it was like, there was like surface level shit in, in high school. But I think that that's part of the reason that I'm still really fucked up. As much as I want to be over it, and uh, I think I would just would like the closure of knowing why was I the target. What did I do that made them pick me and made them think, yeah, he deserves to be an outcast? Yeah, that's that's a, that's a great answer. As far as me. I, I'm honestly not too sure like what I would want to know. I mean, on a personal level, like I, I don't, I don't think my answer is that I don't think I would want to know about the, about the future. I mean, I'm pretty content with where I'm at now. I mean, obviously, like there's some things that uh, that I'm kind of like hoping go the right way, or or maybe upset that they're not going the right way, but. I, but I'm not the type to. I'm not saying that you are this type, Mike. But I'm not the type to just sit back and like sulk about shit, or and wondering, or and wonder what what could I have done different. I don't. I don't know. I just you know, take take life how it is, and and for what it is, and uh, just move on. I mean, um, like one of my favorite movies, uh, The Big Lebowski. Fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. And that's how uh, I, I hate bowling. But for the for the sake of the quote, that's the quote. Fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. You know, fuck it, dude. Let's just move on and fucking not fucking dwell on the bullshit. I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to know when I when I'm gonna die or or whatever. Just, yeah, I don't have an answer. I don't. I wouldn't want to know anything. I think that's a good answer. I think that's very respectable. Ah, uh, so next yeah. question. Is there something that you've dreamt of doing for a long time, and why haven't you done it? Yo, there's so many things I've dreamt of doing for a long time. Why haven't I done that? Hmm. Well. Well, damn, this is like, this question's kind of like calling us out. Right. Why haven't you done this, bitch? Uh. It's like, yo, you stupid ass, get off your fucking butt. I, I wish something. I could have some, like some like, like cool emotional answer like like oh my god i never shot my shot with this girl and i wish i would have done it 
happens, but no, because I shoot my shot all the time. <laughs> and so there's nothing like that, I guess. Like, like I, I like I always, I, I, everybody knows I want to be a writer, and I, I think I'm pretty good at writing. But um, I, I'm, I started writing a lot more so in the past like six months more than I have ever in my life. I guess my answer would be. Not something that I'm dreaming of doing, but kind of like something where I want to, where I want to be in the future, and why. And so, like, I realized that why I wasn't writing as much in the past is because like I was too caught up in other shit, like uh, with life, and I mean that happens all the time. So I was caught up in life. I wasn't really reading or writing it much. I was more like watching shit on Netflix in my free time and playing video games and hanging out with friends and shit. And, uh, but now I've, I've really settled in and focused on, on writing a lot. Finished a short story recently, which I, which I thought was pretty good. Yeah. So, uh, the answer to why haven't I done anything is, I'm doing it, bitch. Leave <laughs> me alone. So, back to the whole shooting your shot thing. Did uh, She Who Shall Not Be Named ever answer you? Or did she just flat out leave you unread? Oh, no. Oh no! Oh, wait, wait. What? 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 She shall. Who shall not be named? Uh, I don't want to say it because I don't want to call her out on. All right, text, text it to me. I'll just mute my mic on the video. Okay. Oh, she, she never, she never. <laughs> and but, but the funny thing is, like, I don't want. She like, she still like hits me up sometimes. That's fucking weird. It, 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 and just like gonna ignore the fact I, I don't know I don't know I, I'm kind of focused on me with weight loss and shit right now yeah you know and you obviously know about the other situation yeah so I'm just gonna focus on me continue to lose this weight 35 pounds now in a month hey. for those who don't know I've had gastric bypass done I'm not ashamed of it um yeah I'm, so I'm just gonna focus on me okay well anyway she followed the streets. No, she's not for the streets, guys. <laughs> uh, I dreamt... Something I've dreamt of doing is that I haven't done. Honestly, <laughs> going to the top of Mount Everest, or K2. And, really? Yeah. I think it would be cool to be on top of the world. See, I, I, kind, of, I kind of feel something... Have you seen all the Rocky films? No. Alright, well, there's in Rocky Four. He goes to Russia to play Ivan Drago, uh -huh. and the training montage. Like at every Rocky movie, there's a training montage, mm -hmm. and like uh, the Rocky Four training montage is the fucking best one out of them all. And he's fucking like he climbs a mountain in Russia, and it's fucking it was so inspirational. And like before the fucking coronavirus, when I go to the gym, I go to the gym every morning. At like five o'clock in the morning, and like the Rocky training music is what I would listen to on my way to the gym. And on my as I was as I walk in, like it's very specific what I do. Like I listen to Rocky soundtracks on my way to the gym, and then as I'm walking into the gym, I listen to the training montage song from Rocky Four. And then like once I get in, it's like straight, hood but straight what? Straight hood shit. Of course. And, and, uh, but, but yeah, sorry to, to steal your spotlight, but the climbing, I, I definitely get my climbing mountain would be something 
that you would want to do because seeing Rocky climb, climb, run up that mountain, the boy, that shit got my blood pumping. Yeah, and I think, I, I just think seeing the world from, what is it, 29,000 feet up would just be incredible. And my answer for why I haven't done it, well, first of all, it's like $15,000 and you have to travel to fucking Nepal and take three weeks off, or at least three weeks, if not a month. Wait, no, I'm sorry. I think it's like eight weeks because you have to acclimatize. But anyway, it's, it's a long time. You have to take yeah. a long time to do it. So, and also, I'm fat. Um, <laughs> it wouldn't be safe. Yeah, I think we would both die. Uh, I, I don't think. I know we would both die. <laughs> and there's a lot of shit on Mount Everest, too. There's a lot of dead bodies. A lot of dead bodies and specifically shit and people just fucking leave it there. Oh, yeah, like literally I mean, poop. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you just meant like shit as in like stuff. No. No, definitely not. Yeah, I mean, they look up and they, they shit themselves. Alright, so, uh, next question? Yeah. It's on you. No, you, you're up. I just asked that one. Oh. Wait, are you sure? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, what is the greatest accomplishment of your life? I'm about to play the fucking hero here. But, uh, <laughs> um, in... 2018 over the summer I was dispatched to three different cardiac arrests overnight while working the ambulance and we revived all three people um, with one of the patients who ended up later dying one of them ended up donating her organs and saving six lives and the other walked out of the hospital and came to the station walked out of the hospital three days later and about a month later came to the station and um, just thanked me. And I think that's probably the most humbling experience you can have. Um, I was just doing my job, and I just looked at it as doing my job. And this guy came to the station, and he wanted to buy me lunch. And I didn't let him. But he wanted to, to buy me lunch as a, just a way of saying, you know, thank you and I think being able to shake that man's hand and say like I'm glad it was I'm glad I was there to help I think that's probably the greatest experience greatest accomplishment I've ever had that was the first time I'd ever had that happen I've had it happen a couple of times since then but I don't think anything compares to the first time knowing I did my job and I did my job well yeah, uh, that's definitely something to be proud of, man. Um, yeah, I think I remember you telling me about that during the nights. It was really tough. But um, as far as me, I honestly, I, I don't think I've done much to be proud of, to be honest. I mean, I, I, I mean, like, there were, obviously there were certain moments in my life where I was, like, really proud of myself. And, uh, like in football, I guess like nothing's ever going to top the moment when I got a, um, uh, in the mail 
in high school, I got in the mail a, an invita- a camp invitation for a D1 school for football. And it's and I was so happy to get that. It was uh, Savannah State. Savannah State is a D1 subdivision school, so like they're not like in the same competition as Alabama or Penn State. They're in like the subdivision with like Villanova and North Dakota State. But anyway, I was so happy to get a get to that like a D1 coach knew my name, and like I was just like so ecstatic, and it was kind of like a as silly as it is, it was like kind of like a mama we made it moment. And because like at the because like when you're in fucking tenth grade and like a D one school sends you a letter to, to come to our, to come to a camp and work out, like it's like oh my god I'm gonna go I'm gonna play college football and I'm gonna get drafted and I'm obviously I got hurt and none of that should happen, but like I was really proud during that moment and that does not add up to yours at all but it was and and I'm not I'm not really proud of it now looking back on it but. It's definitely something I, I, in the moment, I was really proud, and I don't think I've ever been at that proud since, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of funny because when I the the podcast that I was listening to that I got this idea from is called Other Other People's Lives. It's uh, Joe Sanagato and Greg. I forget his last name, but they did this questionnaire, <laughs> and for number fifteen, for that for that question, Greg asked Joe first, and Joe is like talking about how he bought his mom a house and like Greg is just like I mean I wrote a book but like <laughs> like and it's just funny because like that's kind of how we were like yours is still something to be incredibly proud of but you I and I'm not trying to sound cocky but you felt like there was no way you could top my answer which is kind of like oh yes definitely like I mean oh well but whatever Anyway, next question. Are you, are you, were you finished? I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm done. Okay. Uh, what do you value most in a friendship? What do I value most in a friendship? Um, I, it's got to be communication. Yeah, that's um, a big thing. Like, you, you can't have any type of relationship, be it a friendship, like a, a relationship with a parent, family member, or a love, a loved one, or, like, or like someone you're dating, you can't have any type of relationship without good communication. Yeah. And um, that's like, that goes hand in hand with being honest and shit. Like you just have to, uh, you, ha- you have to communicate, you have to be open. And like, if, you, if there's a problem, you have, you have to get it out. Like you can't just like hold it in and shit because I've we've all been there where in a friendship where there's been a problem we just held it in and didn't let it but that shit builds up and it's going to create negative energy and it's going to make things uncomfortable and and you might think it's going to be awkward to like to it might be awkward to communicate about some things but like honestly I don't really believe in awkwardness I just like it is nothing's awkward until you make it awkward you know what I mean so like if you just get what you have to say out and get it out and just move on and and just like, like and don't treat it like it's more than it is it don't and don't like don't put whatever you said on a pedestal and make it seem like it's this big problem when it's something as simple like if, if something if, somebody, if one of your friends is saying something that's getting on your nerves fucking tell them and tell them to stop and that's it and that's 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 as big as it should be and you just move on no love lost and just keep continue to 
So do your thing. Yeah, I mean, you and I have definitely had our moments where we get on each other's nerves all the time. It, it was more so last year, but yeah. I mean, I think recently we've gotten along a lot better, but we mm-hmm. definitely have, like, and, and it's good because we're both able to be like, all right, yo, shut the fuck up. And then <laughs> I realized, most of the time it was you saying that to me because I'm a fucking dickhead. Um, yeah, the, the, the last time I think I said that, I'm going to be, I'm, I think it was, it was in New York and you, you said something. I thought you were about to make a joke about my weight. Oh and yeah, I was yeah. Like, yeah. Mike, I was like, Mike, don't don't start that shit today, Mike. I'm not in the fucking mood for that shit. And uh, yeah, and then I remember I remember I was talking about something, and I what it was was I said something, but you took it the mm-hmm. wrong. You took you didn't take it how I meant it. You took it. A oh yeah, way. yeah. I don't remember what I said, and it, it's not. Yeah, important. Ne- honestly, neither do I. Uh, that shows how little and, uh, little important of little importance it was. But I think yeah. but I remember you said something to me and I was like, No, that's not what I meant and then I was like, you know what, I'll I'll explain that later and I because I was ranting about something or something like that. But then mm-hmm. I and and this is where the communication thing and friendships comes in, because then I pulled you aside and I was like, Hey, here's what I meant. I'm sorry that you took it that way, I didn't mean it that way, and are we good? And once I explained it to you, you were like, oh, yeah, and you're, I'm sorry I flipped out on you. And I was like, no, I mean, if you took it that way and it hurt your feelings, I would rather you flip out on me. And like, and at the end of the day, no damage done. Yeah. So definitely. I definitely agree communication is big in, in friendships. And I think my answer is I can't really pick one trait because I, I literally looked at this question and I was like, and I'm thinking about it. I'm sitting here thinking about it since we started this podcast and we're an hour and five minutes in and I still haven't been able to pick one. So I'm just going to give you the top three and mine are communication, loyalty, and um, honesty. Um, loyalty and honesty kind of go hand in hand with, for me. Um, I've been cheated on twice in relationships. So when I figure, when I feel like if someone is disloyal or dishonest with me, that I look at that as the ultimate sign of disrespect. Um, obviously mm-hmm. like if you're like, if it's a white lie, if it's like, uh, oh, uh, I'm busy on your birthday, and then it turns out you're throwing a surprise party for me. Like, that, I don't give a fuck about that. But I'm talking, like, big things. Like, especially if you lie about dumb shit. I used to be a compulsive liar. And, like, if you lie about dumb shit, you're just stupid. Like, and I, yeah. I, like, I look back on that, and I'm like, why the fuck was I like that? So, like, mm-hmm. I think, this, so it's those three. Communication, disloyalty, and dishonesty. Yeah, I totally I mean, get the loyalty, loyalty. the loyalty aspect. I'm the type of person where I don't have halfway friends. No. I'm not like, uh, like uh, okay, I'll hang out with him sometimes, but I don't really fuck with him. No, that's not how I am. I explained this to a, to a, another friend of mine. I told her, like, either I'm all in or I'm all out. Like, uh, it's not like... Uh, like if I'm gonna hit you up and like if you, if you're not gonna respond and shit like, I'm, I'm, that's just it. That's not a friendship. I'm, I'm, I don't. I'm not dealing with. It. I, either I'm all in. I'm all out. If you if I'm your friend, you're my brother. That's how it right. is. And that's that's just like and, and and I find that like means I have less friends than a lot of people. But honestly, uh, I really I could give two shits about how many friends I have, as long as I have good friends, and close friends and like like 
because we don't hang out a lot, you and I, because you work a shit ton, you go to school, and I, I work full time, and like shit happens when when you grow up that you can't always hang out with your friends. But like at the end of the day, we're still fucking brothers, and that's just how it is. Right. And like you brought up the the situation you had been cheated on. I remember when when that happened, and like you. And, I was, and the first thing that came to mind, well, my mind was like, well, let's go get him. And like, and, and I didn't say it. I don't think I said it. I might have said it. But, uh, but uh, that's just how I am. And then I realized that's probably not a good idea. But that's, that's just how I am. I'm either all in or all out. No in-between, no halfway friendship. Take it or leave it. But, uh, I, I mean, I'm looking for the text right now, but I remember, I'm not going to go into detail about what the problem was, but I remember I texted you and I'm like, hey, you want to help me hide a body or something along those lines? Oh, no, no, you called me. Oh, oh. No, 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 you texted me. You texted me. Yeah, you definitely. And I was like, uh, are you serious? And then I was like, yeah, but you, but you're going to fucking, you're digging the fucking hole. And yeah. And that's... like, I seriously think that if I needed help hiding a body that night, you would have you would have helped me you would have come and oh yeah would've... definitely we've been fucking we've been good fellows fucking burying ba- billy bats in the fucking side of the highway yeah, it's like that quote from goodwill hunting and it's like uh he comes in and i, I forget the exact quote i'm gonna look it up because it's gonna bother me if i don't say it right uh um I need your help. I can't tell you what it is. You can never ask me about it later, and we're going to hurt some people. And then his friend just replies, whose car are we taking? And, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's actually it's actually from the movie The Town. For some reason, I thought it was Google Hunting, but it's from The Town. Oh, because of Ben Affleck, yeah. But, like, and that's how... I, that, I think that is where, like, the loyalty comes in. It's not... God damn it. Like, I, I wouldn't expect anybody to do something illegal for me but i would i expect and i know mark is the same way i expect someone to be willing to sacrifice something for me because they know i would do it in return and that does that that's as far that's something as simple as money and we all know i don't give a fuck about money yeah let's put one thing out there mike does not give a fuck about money he will literally give you the shirt off his back like that's the type of dude mike is I think we're, I think our whole friend group is like that though. I don't think it's specific. Oh yeah, to me. definitely. I think we 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 talked about this before. Like if one of us eats, we all fucking eat. Yeah. And that's how that's how it is. You know, like. Right. Like. Like. I I just I would never see it. I can't I couldn't see it being any other way. Right. Like that's that's the thing. Like it's always if we all go out to eat, it's always like, oh I don't have money. Well I got you. And 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 it's it's all of us. It's not I'm not I'm not tooting my own horn. I mean, I kind of am, but, like, we all do it. Mark, if, like, yeah, like Mike, Mark has Mike's spotted the, me. The... I've spotted Mark. John has spotted me. Yeah, I've spotted John, like. John spotted a lot of fucking people. <laughs> John. John's, John's problem John is he'll want to make chicken, and then he'll be like, I feel fat if I eat alone, so then he'll force feed you. Yeah. <laughs> On New Year's Eve at your house, when you and Michaela went to bed, 
John was so drunk on the floor, right? <laughs> and then, like, he, he's like, all right, I'm going to order McChickens on Uber Eats. And, like, he's like, all right, I'm ordering six McChickens. And then he goes into the bathroom, and, like, we don't hear from him for, like, 25 minutes. And then, like, I go I go into the, like, right outside the bathroom door, and I fucking hear him, like, laughing his ass off <laughs> watching YouTube videos on your toilet. I'm like, John, are you good? Like, where's the Uber Eats driver at? And he's like, oh, he'll be here in three minutes. Go get it. I'm like, oh, God, John. And I remember I woke up to a notification on my phone, and then it's, like, motion detected at your front door. And I'm like, the fuck are these motherfuckers doing? <laughs> so I, I click on it, and all I see is Mark bringing in a bag of, of, of McDonald's. And I'm like, bro. And I and Michaela, like, her, I, I literally was like, what the fuck? Like, I, and I yelled it, and she woke up. And, Mar- and I showed her, and she's like, are you fucking serious? Or some, something <laughs> along those lines, and then made a comment about that boy and his McChickens. Because we all knew it was for John. Even though yeah. you were the one who went out to get it. We all knew it was for John. Yeah. So I think you're up. Oh, so, uh, yeah, what is your most treasured memory? I mean, I... I think that's the same thing as what my greatest accomplishment is. Hold on one second. Um, yeah, I, I, so I think my, my most treasured memory is uh, is probably the the same thing I, I talked about for my greatest accomplishment. For me, it's not. And I don't have a singular greatest memory or most treasured memory, but I know, like, having grown up with my dad and watching, we watch football every Sunday. Every fucking Sunday football is on. We sit and watch all the games. Not just the Eagles. We watch all the games. And that's probably my most treasured memory from growing up and still to this day. I mean, I wouldn't trade that for the world. Like, that's, like, if, if God forbid something should happen to my dad, like, and I couldn't, like, I don't think it would hit me until, like, Football Sunday came around, and then, like, it would just be so fucking weird. Yeah. That, so that, that's what it is for me. Um, yeah, I mean, that that's pretty honorable. Uh, real quick, do you want to skip question 18? 18... Uh, I, no, I'm I, I'm cool with answering that. I, I, I mean, if you want to skip it, we can. We can answer it. That's fine. So, okay. question eighteen: What is your most terrible memory? Hmm. Well, see, like I have a few terrible memories. Uh, I have like traumatic ones, and I have like weird ones. Um, I'm gonna go with one of the weird ones because, like. All right, so I had this memory of a nightmare I had. It had to – I don't know if it was a nightmare. All right. But, like, I remember – I remember this so clearly that I almost think it could – it had to have been real. I remember being at my grandparents' house, right? And it was, like, 3 o'clock in the morning, and I was, like, I was like 5 or 6 years old. It was, like, 3 o'clock in the morning, and I woke up to go pee. I peed in the bathroom. I came out, and I think I was sleeping in their room, my grandparents' room. 
I came up, come out of the bathroom, go down the hallway, and I open the do- I open their bedroom door, and in their bed is not them, but it's like this like these like glowing green like I don't even not even like apparitions or or beings. It was like glowing green energy in their bed, and I swear to fucking god, like ha- I mean it had to have been like a nightmare, right? But like it just seemed so real. Like I honest, like I honestly feel like it actually happened. I don't I can't explain it. And, but all I can say is that it had to have been a nightmare, and it's, it really freaks me out. Yeah, that's definitely creepy. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, Mark knows where I'm going to go with this. Um, this is the reason I have PTSD, among other things. But uh, I responded to a uh, pedestrian hit by a train. And uh, without going into detail, that's the most terrible memory I have, um, and I wouldn't wish any. I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. And that's as far as I'm gonna yeah. go. Yeah, definitely. Um, All right, moving on. So yeah, that's your if question. You... What? I was saying it's your question. Okay. If you knew that in one year you would die suddenly, would you change anything about the way you were living? why uh i think i would just start i think i would just stop being angry about things that i'm angry about and like like i said earlier i would just kind of make amends and i would just because i don't want anybody you know i don't want anybody to feel like they're not welcome at my funeral or welcome to visit me or anything so i think like i said i think i would just start making amends and Try to, you know, go out happy. Yeah, that's, that's, that's very honorable. Mine's about to get a little dirty. Um, so, I, I would definitely start not giving a fuck about anything. Like I said in our group chat earlier this week, I don't know if you saw it, but I had a random thought while I was at work. And my thought, random thought was that if I live past 75, oh, yeah, I'm going this. to do... Every day of my life, I'm going to do all the fun drugs, because why the fuck not? I'm going to do all the drugs. All of them. Because why can't I have a good time and feel good past 75? I've lived more than a lot of people have ever lived, seen enough, and I have enough stories. But let me feel good, all right? Also, if I knew I was going to die in a year, I would probably uh, start getting laid more often. I mean, like, obviously, I'm a big guy, and uh, you're, well, you're that confident. No, I'm not that confident, but I do believe that anybody could get laid whenever they want. Uh, it's just a matter of, like, finding the right person. And not, like, the the right person as in the one, but just whoever's willing to fuck you in that moment. I would definitely start getting laid a lot more. And stop, like, simping out. So, yeah, that's 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 how, how I would live my life. Okay. Getting laid and doing drugs and listening to rock and roll <laughs> pretty sure there's a, a couple rock songs from the 80s about that um yeah <laughs> so i guess my my life was my, that whole final year of my life would be like an acdc soundtrack <laughs> or poison yeah yeah that's more poison Fucking motley crew death leopard death leopard yeah <laughs> um so what does friendship mean to you 
friendship? I mean, we we kind of already answered this question. I mean, friendship just means like friendship is friend is the friendship is someone that gives you the shirt off your back, and it would yeah exactly. And like I like I said, I don't have halfway friends. I don't I don't believe in that type of shit. Either I'm all in or out. Honestly, don't even believe in friendship. I mean, I believe that like once you're 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 close to somebody, like they're they're fucking family. Like, I don't even know what a friend is. Like, yeah. I, I have. I mean, and maybe that's maybe that's not a good thing. Maybe I, it's not a good thing that I can't separate uh, my family from from my friends. Like in terms of like, and and and, and those terms. Hey, you can keep but, going. Uh, my phone's ringing. But yeah, I, I I just that's what it means to me. You know, just fucking. You just fucking uh, friendship is family. You know, you, if, if you're not willing to do anything for your friends, anything at all, it's not really friendship, now is it? Sorry, I'm back. So, yeah, okay. I mean, I already gave my answer, so. You can just ask. All right, yeah. What uh, what roles do love love and affection play in your life? Um, I think everyone needs love and affection. Um, I didn't. My family was never really affectionate. Um, and I'm not saying this. I'm not saying this in a negative thing. So please don't take it this way. My, my daddy didn't love me. Yeah, like my I always knew I was loved. Um, but we never really said we were never the family that said I love you. Granted, my parents always or, or have always been that couple that gives them gives each other a kiss before they leave. So I think I just kind of have modeled my relationships after that, like with but tried to show a little bit more affection. Just because I never want anybody, and it, this goes back to what I've been saying all, all podcast. I don't want anybody to feel like I don't care about them and like. I don't want anybody to feel like we let we ended things on bad terms. Uh, if I love somebody, I will tell them that I love them, and that's that doesn't. I don't care. That's regardless of gender. That if my relationship with you is significant enough for me to believe that I love you, then I will tell you that I love you. And I've I've told Mark I loved him. I've told all my friends that I love love them. So, yeah. Yeah. Um. For me, it's a, it's a little bit different. Uh. Obviously, like I had problems growing up with my mom and shit. And at at one point in in my life, when I guess when I was in like early high school years, like I felt like my mom didn't love me. And uh, and I, I realize now, looking back, that that was obviously like a very silly thing to think, even though we had problems and shit. That even though we had problems and shit, like. There's different circumstances in everybody's life that makes them act a certain way, and shit. Looking back on it, I realized that she, that I was really wrong to think that. But that being said, like, that's that still that mindset still kind of sticks with me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And and even though I don't believe in it anymore, like I sometimes I'll still feel that way. And like it, it, I'll tell you, like when I was younger, like in high school, like it really affected like how I talked to girls. Because, like, I would think, like, well, if my mom doesn't even like me, how can girls like me? 
and like that really made me like not really want to talk to them and like it made me like ponder a lot of things like a lot of what ifs like what if i did talk to her and shit so like that's how love and affection like affected me growing up and now it uh it's 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 a little bit different but like i i tend to like get attached to people really easily especially females and uh, that's how it is big simp mark over here i don't think that makes you a simp well yeah maybe it doesn't maybe i'm being too hard on myself so uh Uh, is it is it your question or mine? Yours. Alternate shares. We can skip that Total one. Total five items. Jesus Christ. All right, yeah, let's skip that one. Okay. Uh, yeah. How how close in? I think we already answered this. this yeah, we, one can, too. we can skip that one too. All right. Uh, do I do I gotta answer one more again? <laughs> no. Alright. Just go to twenty. No, just go to twenty. Go to the next one. Uh, okay. Make three true we. What is this? Okay, go to twenty six. <laughs> Alright, complete this sentence. I wish I had someone with whom I could share. Um, I think I. I think one of the big things I've always struggled with. And I know I talked earlier about how I'm very open about my feelings, but I've always, in the back of my mind, like, as much as you're, as much as you want to believe your psychologist and psychiatrist aren't judging you, you know you're being judged subconsciously. Judgment is a subconscious human trait, and I'm a psychology minor. I've studied this a lot. Judgment is a psych, a subconscious human trait, and it, it is impossible for to not judge somebody. So I think my thing is I wish I could share my – I wish I had someone with whom I could share truly how I feel without being judged. Yeah, I get that. I definitely get that. I mean I, I, I definitely get that, but I can't say that I relate because, like, I, I, I don't really – tend to hide much about myself and not saying that you're, you're hiding anything about yourself but like i'm not like the type of person like you know how i am I'm, I'm open i tell everybody everything like even fucking disgusting shit like that's just how i am <laughs> you know i so, am too. like uh <laughs> yeah so i w so i wish i had someone with whom i could share uh, i don't know i see like it's it's coronavirus season and it's very lonely so I wish I had some, and I'm single. So I wish I had someone with whom I could share my bed tonight, like not even in a sexual way, just like, just fucking. You know what I mean? Like just fucking. Yeah. No, I. Big get it. guys need to be held too. Okay. Little, big guys like to be little spoon too. Yes. I wish I had somebody with whom I could be the little if, spoon. With. Okay, girls, if you're watching this, if any guy tells you he does not want to be little spoon ever. Like, he never wants to be Little Spoon. He is absolutely fucking lying. Also, answer in the comments below. 
is it socially acceptable for a heterosexual male to have his asshole eaten by a female? Oh, no. We're not having this debate right now. I don't think it is. Mark thinks it is. Comment down below whose side you're on. Um, <laughs> so that makes me want to segue into my other question that you were like, oh, no, that's gay. So is it appropriate for a hetero – if a heterosexual male was offered $100,000 by John Bon Jovi to let John Bon Jovi suck his dick, would it be gay if you took that $100,000 and got your dick sucked by John Bon Jovi? And let's be clear, we're not saying would it be gay, like, would it be like, like, oh, that's gay. No, that's not what we're saying. Would it literally be gay? Like, homosexual. If, like, would it be homosexual, a homosexual act for you to get your dick sucked by a man for, for money? And I, I said yes, because, like, you, it's not like you have to, you're, we know how male anatomy works here, all right? And forever, for, for that to work to completion, you had to have enjoyed what the male was doing to you well see am i okay. and i said no because i said you can imagine that it, you can just close your eyes and imagine that it's a woman so comment down below both yeah, an, answer, answers to both questions well what if she's clean shaven yeah. comment down below answers to both questions anyway <laughs> uh we're not doing 28 <laughs> we're not doing 27 yeah um, 20, oh, 20. 29. Share with your partner an embarrassing moment in your life. Mm, God, I have moment. so many that I need to think of. Oh, God. No, stop. Because shit's rushing back to my head. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, because it's so embarrassing. It's so weird that I can't even, I can't even say it. Like, I'm not even going to admit it. Admit what I did. <laughs> oh, God. Um, okay, so... Uh, the most embarrassing moment of my life. If you need time I mean, to think, I can I can go. No, I don't. I I know what I'm gonna go with, and like, I never had like an, an embarrassing moment like where oh my god, like oh my god, my life's over, and whatever. That's not. It wasn't like on that level, but it was like more of like. All right, so I'm just gonna dive right into the story. So, senior year of high school, Mike and I met. That's when Mike and I met when we were both in our senior years of high school. And because we were both going to the same college, Widener University. Oh, am I allowed to say that? I don't care. We were both going to the same college. And there was, like, this big-ass group chat with everybody in that freshman class who was going to be in that freshman class. So that everybody in that, everybody was in that group chat. And I met this girl on there, of course, big simp mark. And uh, <laughs> she invited me to her, her, uh, her 18th birthday party. And I... And, uh, she said she needed somebody to bring alcohol and, and uh, certain illegal substances. And uh, I was like, damn right I can. So I, so I got I came to the party like a badass with a trunk full of drugs and alcohol. And uh, not really drugs, just weed. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I came to the party like a badass. And like, uh, so I, and I started drinking like a lot early at like six o'clock, like when, when everybody started getting there. And then like at like 7.30, we get, she had a tent in her backyard to hotbox the tent while smoking weed. And uh, I took it way harder than everybody else. And uh, definitely inhaled more than I should have. And in that tent, 
I stepped out of that tent and I was fucking obliterated. And uh, I had to leave. And it was like fucking 8 o'clock. And I just felt like so embarrassed because like I really liked this girl a lot. And like I got like super fucked up at her party super fast and had to leave at like 8 o'clock. And then, uh, yeah, so that's that's what it was for me. And then the next day she texted me, she's like, why did you leave so early? I was like, I, I don't even know what to say right now. And uh, so that's what it is for me. Okay. Mine, mine's Mark, has, Mark was there for this one. Mine is definitely the videos from the, the Poconos house last year. Um, oh, the two years ago. Yeah. Well, I say last year because I still, whatever. Two years ago from the Poconos house <laughs> in 2018. So there's a video of me highly, highly, highly intoxicated singing uh, Country Roads, or Take Me Home Country Roads by John Denver. So I'm going to play the audio for it. Oh, God. Oh, hold on. So that's just a sample of uh, what level I was on that night. But the, the even better one was when you, Nate, and Gino were singing. Uh, oh God! Human nature, human nature by Michael Jackson. Yeah, I, I can. I have that video right right here too. But the worst part about that one was when I started dancing. But I'm not playing that video. So. <laughs> Wait. Wait. Oh yeah, here it is. That's Christian singing right now. Oh, wait, what happened? Wait, what? What is that one? I don't remember what that one was. <laughs> neither do I. What the hell? Oh, wait, I forgot to play the reaching out part. Hold on. <laughs> and I knocked the camera out of Christian's hand. <laughs> but yeah, so those videos, I, I also did the truffle shuffle and I did it again this year, but that was just kind of to keep tradition alive. But yeah, so those videos yeah. are definitely the most embarrassing. Cause just because of my facial expressions in that one especially, oh, they're yeah. horrible. All right, so uh, question 30. When did you last cry in front of another person and by yourself? Uh, in front of another person was at the New York house this past summer. Um, I, I earlier mentioned that the most terrible memory I had was from a train strike and uh, – I was, Michaela and I were in our room, and she just, someone, we were all outside smoking cigars, and someone said something about a train, I think it was Beardo, he said something about a train, and it was something so minor, it was like, we should all take a train somewhere, and this was like right after this whole thing happened, so it was still kind of fresh, and 
let me just make a disclaimer real quick. I have there's absolutely no hard feelings towards Beardo, and I, I know he didn't mean to set to trigger anything. It was just he was saying we should take a train to New York or something. I don't know. It wasn't there was no malicious intent behind his comment. Um, if you guys don't know, Beardo is uh, what what is, what is his sis? One of the sick guys. I forget what his name is, but I don't think he's sick anything on Twitter. He doesn't have Twitter. Yeah, but he's John. John. Well, he has it, but he doesn't use it. Yeah, it's John. But anyway, yeah. so uh, we John went... is John, the lovable idiot of our friends. Yeah. Well, Pat's the lovable idiot. John, John, and Pat are the lovable idiots. So anyway, um, Michaela and I went back to our room, and she said, "You seem off. What's going on?" And so instantly, when John said that. Um, I started having flashbacks and I started to relive everything that I had just gone through and which I thought I had thought at that point I was over it and I was ready to return to a normal life. Um, and something so minor triggered a reaction. So I went back to the room and all I remember was I started crying and Michaela had never seen me cry before. Um, and she, um, all, I don't remember anything I said. I remember we talked about it. I got everything I felt off my chest. And then I screamed so loud that they could hear it upstairs. And I don't know if Mark was Mark heard this, but I know a couple people said they did hear it. I screamed, why do people do that I shit? I don't think I did. But I, yeah, I screamed, why do people do that shit? And then people knew I was hurting. And then, unfortunately for, for Beardo, God bless his soul for this one. He heard me say that and immediately thought I was talking about him. Why do people do that shit? Meaning, why do people make comments like that? And he came, once I opened my door, he was standing right outside my door and gave me a giant hug and was like, I hope you know I didn't mean to, to cause anything. And I was like, no, that comment wasn't directed at you. Um, but yeah, that was the last time I, I cried in front of somebody. Um, by myself, uh Probably a couple days ago. Uh, I usually cry when I have ang really bad anxiety attacks, and I started a new job this past week, so I was a little nervous. All right, so uh, last time I, I, I honestly can't remember the last time I cried in front of another person. Um, and that's not like even me trying to say like I don't cry because I do cry, but I just don't remember the last time I actually cried in front of another person. And I, 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 I'm not, I can't even think to like make something up to be honest. But the last time I cried by myself was, and, and it's not like a full meltdown or anything, but there were some tears in my eyes yesterday because I was, I finished reading the second book in the Witcher series and there's a scene where, I'm not going to go into the details about the characters that take too long, but there's a character named Geralt, he's the main character, and there's a character named Ciri, she's one of the main characters in, in the series. And uh, at the end of the book, Geralt, Geralt realizes it's his destiny to take care of Ciri and turn her into a witcher. And, like, he realizes that it's something that he wanted his whole life because witchers are sterile and they can't have kids. And the girl he's in love with is a sorceress and they can't have children either. And uh, it was just, it was just like, really cool how when he realized it and it made, brought tears to my eyes. Nothing big or dramatic or anything, but that's the last time I cried. I guess cried by myself. Okay. Kind of funny because I have Amazon open and um, The Witcher, the, the third book in the series, is yeah, actually... Yeah, I, 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 I just started reading it this morning. It's actually in my suggestions. Is it really? Yeah, and so is the uh, 
uh, I don't know which which book it is, but Sword of Destiny. So Sword of Destiny. Yeah, that's the second book. That's the one I was talking about. Okay, well that's also in the suggestions. So the, the <laughs> that's kind of funny. Um, yeah, it is. No, Blood of Elves is the second book. No, Blood of Elves is okay. So the series goes like this: the first two books are the Last Wish and Sword of Destiny, and those two books are like short story collections that tell you that give you all this information about Geralt and his personality and a little bit of information about the the other characters in the series. Blood of Elves is the first novel in the series, but okay. the third book chronologically. Okay. <clears throat> Alright, so number 31. Tell your partner something that you like about them already. Mark, I like your face. I love your love handles. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next question. <laughs> uh, what what if anything is too serious to be joked about um suicide suicide is way too serious to joke about yeah I, I, I'd say suicide um I can't really think of anything that might top suicide or be on the same level uh I, I, obviously um mentally challenged kids like fuck them kids don't make fun of <laughs> Don't make fun of the mentally challenged kids. Mike's referencing. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. A, hold on, hold on. Let me just say, I'm not a fucking douchebag. I'm referencing a story. Yeah, Mike and I, in, back in December, went to the Eagles game to see them play the Giants here in Philly. And uh, before the game, uh, I was a little drunk or tipsy or whatever. And uh, before the game. Like, as the players are coming onto the field, the announcer comes on, he says something about doing something for the kids. And me thinking I was being funny, he was like, fuck them kids, like Michael Jordan said. Anyway, and uh, then I look up at the, the big jumbo Jumbotron and see they were talking about kids with Down syndrome. And uh, so, yeah, I, I said, fuck kids with Down syndrome. Yeah, and, and immediately when he realized it, I said, I think I said something. I'm like, bro, and I tapped him, and then he looked up, and he was like, oh my god, I'm a douchebag. Like it, it was, it was just, it was, it was just really funny because it was an accident. But yeah, so that was that was probably one of the funniest things that's ever happened with Mark and I. Yeah, definitely. That fucking Eagles team is such a good experience, though. Yeah, it was definitely. Okay, uh, next question. You're asking. Oh, wait, no. Uh, no, you are. If you were to die this evening with no opportunity to communicate with anyone, what would you most regret not having told them, and why haven't you told them yet? If you like i don't really have any like secrets or like things that like i desire to tell people i mean like there's no like i've always loved you or nothing like that i guess it's not really something i would say it's uh if i died today and i i, I would it would like if i knew i was going to die today it would really hurt me knowing that I wouldn't be able to see my brother one more time before I die. And so I, I don't really have anything that like I want to tell people, but I would like to see my brother 
for those of my my uh, who don't know, my brother is in Pittsburgh right now. He's there for uh, some problems he's been having, uh, not health related or he, anything. He's just he's a troubled kid, and uh, he had to be sent out to Pittsburgh. But uh, I would really trouble me or make me feel bad if I knew I was going to die and not be able to see him one last time. Yeah, I think for me, my sister lives about uh, sixty miles away, so it's not that far, but not some not like it's not incredibly far. But it's it ta- would take some time to get there, and I would just like I would just like to hang out with her one more time. My sister and I are really close, so I think. I think it's the same thing for me. I don't think I have any secrets that I would be like, oh, my God, why didn't I ever tell anybody that? Yeah, maybe in the future we'll have kids that we neglect and and never tell we love them, and then we'll regret it on our deathbed. One can only hope, right? <laughs> Next question. Your, your house, containing everything you own, catches fire. After saving your loved ones and pets, you had time to safely make a final dash to save any one item. What would it be, and why? Hmm. I'm going to go with a very logical answer and not an emotional answer. My car keys. That's a fantastic answer. <laughs> Especially... Because you know about me and car keys and and do you do you know what I'm referencing? Are you talking about how you flipped your car? No, I'm talking about you weren't there, but we told you the story about when Gino, John, and I were at Pete's house. Oh, didn't you drop your car keys in the fire? Yeah, he had his bonfire, (laughs) and I dropped my car keys in there, and they and the chips melted out of them, and I had to have a locksmith come out for three hundred dollars and make me a new key. But he couldn't come out until the next day, so my mom had to call me an Uber back to... It was ridiculous. <laughs> I wasn't actually that was referencing that. I forgot about that story. I was just saying because I would still be able yeah. to go to work, and I would have somewhere to warm to sleep. Yeah, but uh, for me, what's one thing I would I would grab? Um, I don't really have that many items that are important to me like fuck my playstation uh i guess the one thing i would grab even though i'm not very religious is i have a bible that my grandfather gave to me before he died and he was very religious and he read it every day and like there's a special note that he wrote inside of it to me and so even though i'm not very religious it would i would probably grab that because that's pretty special <clears throat> makes sense uh, I'm going to skip number 35 because I don't think it's fair. Yeah, that's that's kind of a shitty question. Number 35, guys, is <clears throat> of all the people in your family whose death would you find most disturbing and why? We're not going to answer that. I, I can't pick one person in my family, and I don't think it's right to try yeah. to pick somebody. Um, I don't also, I also think 36 is stupid. Um, it is pretty stupid. All right, so we're down to the variation questions. If you could choose the sex and physical appearance of your soon-to-be-born child, would you do it? Of course. My It would be, and and you know what, fuck it, call me sexist for this, but it would be a boy, and he would be a very handsome boy. All right? I don't think it's sexist. Fuck all everybody who would say that I'm sexist for saying that, but 
honestly, I just want, I really want to have a son at one point in my life, and I want to teach him how to play football. And why would I want my fucking son to be on me? So it's as simple as that. So, I, and I'm going to kind of go on the same way. Uh, I would want, I would choose a son because when you have a son, you have to work, you only have to worry about one dick. When you have a daughter, you have to worry about three billion dicks. Oh, God. Why would you have to say that? Um, but also, I think my son would be like a mini me. And I think I would love to, te- I was a pitcher. Uh, I was a really good pitcher. And I would love to teach my son how to pitch. And how to play soccer, football, or whatever sport he wants to play. So I think just having that bond, and like my dad and I have a really close bond. And I think having that bond with my own kid would be really cool. And like, especially like with my dad still being around, like, you know, the three of us having a really cool bond. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Physical appearance, I don't really give a fuck about. But obviously, you want your son to be. I don't want. Yeah, I don't. I don't want my and, son to look like fucking Quasimodo. I can say that want, I had a hunchback. Because like when, like twenty years from now, when we all hopefully have kids and or have families, we want to be like. I want to be able to like go to Mike's house and be like, "Yeah, my son gets more pussy than your son." <laughs> fucking chickarellas, man. Lay that pipe down. Y'all some ugly motherfuckers. (laughs) Fuck you and your Uh, fucking dirty Sanchez mustache. But the but the the mini me thing is pretty cool because like I that I don't know that just would be really fucking cool. Yeah. Like I don't know because like there's so many weird things about like our personalities that like you can see like that would get passed on to one of our children. And that would just be fucking so funny. Like, to see, like, my son... Like, because all the music I like is, like, old older shit. So, like, to see my son, like, 20 years from now, or 10... Whenever I have a son, to see him, like, fucking listening to shit from, like, the 90s and, like, listening to fucking Biggie and shit, that would be fucking... That would, that would be hilarious. I guarantee you that motherfucker's gonna be listening to, like, Lil Uzi. Yo, stop! Don't don't you put that on my son. My son's not gonna listen to Lil Uzi. <laughs> he will be grounded. <laughs> All right, next question: Would you be willing to have horrible nightmares for a year if you would be rewarded with extraordinary wealth? I mean, I already have horrible nightmares, and I'm coming up on a year, so fuck yeah! Why would I not get paid for that? Yeah, my answer is exactly the same. I have excruciatingly weird nightmares every single night. I don't know why. It's just something I do. I have, like, my dreams are so weird and creepy. Like, sometimes it makes me not be able to go back to sleep. Like, I'll wake up at 3 in the morning and not be able to go back to sleep. This motherfucker will text me at, like, 3 or 4 in the morning sometimes. Yeah, that's that's exactly why I text people at 3 o'clock in the morning because I'm, like, I can't go back to sleep now. Thanks. And thanks for this fucking dream. And now I'm going to bother people. He doesn't ever wake me up. But. um, But Yeah. Yeah. So while on a trip to another city, your spouse or lover meets and spends a night with an exciting stranger, given that they will never meet again and could other never, and you could otherwise never learn of the incident. Would you want your partner to tell you about it? Wait, 
Well, on a trip to another city, your spouse or lover meets and spends them. What are they doing in this night? Okay, are it's they... obviously a love affair. Are they fucking playing peekaboo, or are they knocking boots? They're knocking All right, boots. Alright, so... Obviously, uh... Yes, I would want them to tell me about it, and no, it wouldn't be okay. Uh... That's just like... You mean you don't have a cuckold finish? No, I don't have a cuckold finish. Like, who the... Like, I'm just gonna say, like... I'm okay with a lot of people having a lot of different fetishes, but... I think it's kind of weird to have a cuckold fetish. I, I agree. <laughs> and it's kind of weird because have you ever seen the movie Semi Pro with Will Ferrell? No, I don't like Will Ferrell. Oh. Well, okay, that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> but, but anyway, it's, it's about Will Ferrell. He, he plays in a, on a semi pro basketball team, and one of the players on the team, played by Woody Harrelson, goes to like his ex-lover's house and like she has a husband and he the husband leaves and like they start like doing it on the couch then the husband comes back and he's like watching them do it it's like it was just fucking weird and it's not funny and it's not I, just be it's like i what i want to say to everybody who has a couple fetish is be a fucking man all right and i, I know it's, it's it's not okay to to say that to, to tell people to be a man in 2020 but i'm gonna go out and limit be a fucking man when it comes to that shit. Like, that's just fucking weird. Please don't be a cuck. A cuck. All right, well, that wraps up the questions that are on this list. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we're going to end it. Um, <laughs> so, can, that, can that be the title of the episode? Please, please don't, don't be, be a, a cuck. <laughs> I was guessing the title, like, Getting to Know Crazy and Rasta, but okay. Um, anyway. Getting to Know Crazy and Rasta, please don't be a cuss. Yeah, actually, that's a good title. So, um, Mark, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter at sick underscore Rasta. Don't worry about my Instagram, because my Instagram is boring. But uh, you will definitely be intrigued by my twitter feed sick underscore rasta all right and uh you can follow me at sick underscore crate or now wait wow that was my twitter <laughs> no it's not at crazy <laughs> underscore hd so c-r-a-z-i underscore hd um uh, you on twitter and then on instagram you can follow me at mgoster m-g-o-a-s-t-e-r it's just my name um and you can follow Sick Esports on Twitter at Sick underscore Esports, S-I-Q underscore Esports. Um, and on Instagram at Sick Esports. I think it's just all one word. So, yeah. That's going to wrap it up. Thank you guys so much for listening. Li- wow, listening. Listening to the Stony Sloth podcast. Uh, I've been cr- Mike cr- Crazy Oster. Oh, uh, Mark, the Rhino Sick Rasta. What it do, baby? Thanks for listening to the first episode of our podcast. All right, and we will see you guys next time.